Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, January 29th, 2019, and I'm your host, Arielle Taylor, with my co-hosts, Lavendar and Anastasia. Our next two Starseed Quests to Arkansas are March 15th through the 18th for the Spring Equinox Athena's Birthday Gathering, and then again in May on the 17th through the 20th for Pleiadian Lineup. This is a soul group reunion, and all star seeds with at least one star marking at galactic degree are welcome. Both of these events are filling fast, but we still have spots for each of them available. So if you want more info, just write to crystals at starseedhotline.com, and we'll get you set up. Our very special guest this evening is Janet Doer, who is a medical intuitive and energy healer. She uses her multidimensional presence and clair senses to uncover the root cause of health issues like traumas in other lifetimes, life timelines, oaths and vows, and ancestral energies. Janet detects nutrient deficiencies, toxicity, body system issues, and their remedies. She transmits light codes and activations as she speaks, working directly with many divine beings of light, including masters, archangels, and galactic beings. Janet had a fairly traditional life and a a successful career in leadership roles in high-tech corporations before her awakening in 2011. Her body presented her with a wake-up call in the form of debilitating osteoarthritis. After having surgery in one hip, she now has fully healed the other hip. In this episode, she'll discuss how to recognize and work with the messages from our physical bodies to clear past traumas and discordant energies, how our bodies are lovingly getting our attention through aches and pains, chronic issues, and even injuries, easy energy tools to clear energy and restore harmony. And um, after the interview, Janet will take callers and provide mini-readings. So um, you can receive uh, more of Janet's gift at her website, which is the Intuitive Nutritionista, and that's nutritionista.com. At the top of the show, it's Anastasia's Starseed News, bringing topics of interest to starseeds that you won't hear in the mainstream. And we'd like to thank Kathy and Jada for hosting the switchboard tonight for those who may have a question or comment for Janet. We have an online Starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com, and it's a safe place to connect with other Starseeds thanks to Tammy's helpful dedication. You can download our shows on iTunes or right here on Blog Talk. And if you'd like to show your support of our program, please just click follow on our page here, and you'll get our weekly show notices if you enable those notifications. Our main website is starseedhotline.com. The Stage 1 Starseed confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings in your natal astrological chart, and the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one phone session available with Lavendar, Anastasia, or myself. If you have a birthday coming up, don't miss out on your 10 hours of power. You can find out when that happens by requesting your solar return timing. And please remember, if you want the Stage 2 interpretation of that chart, you'll need to order it at least four months ahead to get it in before your 10 hours because we do have a waiting list. 
so, first up tonight, I would like to introduce Anastasia as soon as I find her on the switchboard with the Starseed News. Oh, there you are. Okay, hang on, sweetie. All right. Oh, we have a lot of callers on the switchboard already. So, hey, Anastasia, how you doing? Hey, hello, Ariel. Hello, everybody. Great to be with you on this extraordinarily cold evening, heading to an even colder day tomorrow. Earth's most notable cold blast of 2019 is headed for the Midwest of the United States. A fierce blast of Arctic cold is on its way to the Midwest region for Tuesday through Thursday, one that has the potential to set Earth's first all-time cold records of 2019. Also notable will be the extreme wind chills that will accompany this event, West to northwest winds of 10 to 20 miles per hour will blow during the coldest period, resulting in dangerous wind chills up to 40 below to portions of the 12 states. And on Sunday, the head of the main event, just coming up tonight and into the next day, the temperature uh, in International Falls, Minnesota, fell to a frigid minus 46 degrees Fahrenheit. Well, their record is 55 below and that was created in 1909. Now they tell us the culprit behind this blast is an at stratospheric polar vortex, setting up shop across the Great Lakes far south of its usual position. So bundle up, everybody. It's going to get cold wow. for just a couple of days. And Mount St. Helens, Washington. Scientists have discovered that there is molten rock rising every day underneath Mount St. Helens. They tell us that Mount St. Helens could erupt again. Scientists are closely monitoring Lava Dome, which is rising at five meters per day. They are closely watching the volcano to make sure they are prepared in case the same explosion that happened in the 1980s would happen again. Scientists tell us it's phenomenal how much rock is still coming out of the ground. They say that the Lava Dome is now taller than the Empire State Building. They say it's coming up at 5 meters a day, amounting to more than 200 meters total. The Lava Domes are formed by viscous magma being pushed to the surface and piling up on the surface. No conclusions have been drawn about the impact of this rapid growth, but scientists warn an eruption similar to the 1980 event is possible. And then they add, well, it's unlikely in the near future. So, but there's growth, there's movement underneath the ground. And if they're watching it, well, there's for a reason. Cuba had a tornado of all things. Uh, Sunday, a killer tornado ripped through the heart of Havana, devastating homes, crushing cars, and cutting off power supplies to thousands of residents. The Cuban capital was hit. Residents are saying that the monster storm sounded like a jet engine, and the tornado left at least three people dead and dozens more injured. There may be a higher uh, fatality count to that as of tonight, but it was really tough. And in Etna, or the Etna volcano, I should say, in Italy, is burping ash. It's covering the southern snow slopes of the mountains there. Um, Etna is Italy's highest volcano, and... uh, what happened to uh, release those emissions was that the Boca Nuova crater had uh, some eruptions over the weekend. So the crater on that part of the uh, mountain is active, and it is now making some heat and smoke and ash. No lava, though. 
And on the Fiji Island, a 6.2 magnitude earthquake uh, hit near the island of Fiji Sunday, according to the USGS. And then right after that, the area had another small tremor registering 5.2. And in southeastern Kentucky, they had a mysterious earth-shaking sound that rocked houses and frightened residents. This is in Jackson County. Their sheriff's office is investigating after this loud boom was heard by many people uh, late last Tuesday night after our last week's news. They also heard that in Madison County and Rockcastle County as well. People don't know what the noise was. They're trying to figure it out. They say it's like trying to find a needle in a haystack. As I said, it shook the foundations of houses. It frightened pets and terrified residents. People wonder if it was a transformer blowing up to blasting at the rock quarry, a sonic boom, and even fracking. All of these possible explanations were examined. That offers no insight into what caused this boom or where it came from. It's a great mystery. And uh, in Scotland, yikes, chickens have been modified to produce human proteins in eggs. Uh. Uh, Scottish researchers have genetically modified chickens to produce human proteins in their eggs, which, researchers say, could offer a cost-effective way to produce certain types of drugs. Really? You know, they already do that from the yolks of eggs. But now they think they need to genetically modify the eggs so that they can produce their drugs that way. Well, anyway my little editorial comment. Uh, During their study, they found that the drugs worked at least as well as the same proteins produced using existing methods, which is what I just mentioned. Scientists say we are not yet producing medicines for people, but this study shows that chickens are commercially viable for producing proteins suitable for drug discovery studies and other applications in biotechnology. The eggs uh, are already used for growing viruses, as I just mentioned, used in vaccines such as the flu shot. Researchers say that their approach is different because the therapeutic proteins are encoded in the chicken's DNA and produced as a part of, in this case, the egg white. (sighs) Genetically modified chickens with human DNA in them. Well, uh, boy... Graphene-based sensors can hear your brain whisper. All this brain research they're doing is completely terrifying. And here's more information. Yet a new study. Now, the body of knowledge about the human brain keeps growing because they won't leave it alone. And they say up until recently, well, there have been many questions unanswered, but they're cracking the code. Researchers have been using electrode arrays to record the brain's electrical activity for a long time, decades, mapping activity in different regions of the brain to understand what it looks like when everything is working and what's happening when it isn't. Until now, however, these arrays have only been able to detect activity over a certain frequency threshold, just a narrow band. But a new technology developed by some place or some company called the Graphene Flagship overcomes this technical limitation. It unlocks the wealth of information found below 0.1 hertz, very deep within the brain. And they say 
that this is going to pave the way for future brain-computer interfaces. Oh, God. <laughs> More technology for you. Fasten your seatbelt. Did you know that now your groceries will be watching you? Well, they will. <laughs> Smart displays are set to track customer movements in order to collect data. And it starts all with the good old company drugstore Walgreens. They are piloting a new line of smart coolers, refrigerators equipped with cameras that will scan shoppers' faces and make inferences on their age and gender. On January 14th, the company announced its first trial at a store in Chicago and plans to equip stores in New York and San Francisco with this amazing new technology. Demographic information is a key to retail shopping, they tell the public. Retailers want to know what people are buying. They want to segment their shoppers by gender, age, and income for just a few characteristics. And then they want to target them precisely. And to that end, they say these smart refrigerators are marvelous. If, for example, Pepsi wants to launch an ad campaign targeting young women, it would use smart cooler data to see if its campaign was working. These machines can draw all kinds of useful inferences. Maybe young men buy more Sprite if it's displayed next to Mountain Dew. Maybe older women buy more ice cream on Thursday nights than any other day of the week. The tech also has iris tracking capabilities, meaning the company can collect data on which displayed items are the most looked at. Critically, these cooler screens, this electronic biometric system, they say does not use facial recognition. Well, excuse me. Their explanation is that shoppers are not identified when the fridge cameras scan their face. Really? Instead, they tell us the cameras analyze faces to make inferences about shoppers' age and gender. First, the camera takes their picture which an AI system will measure and analyze, the width of someone's eyes, the distance between their lips and nose, and other micro-measurements. If that's not facial recognition, folks, I don't know what is. It goes on to say that from there, the system can estimate if the person who opened the door is, say, a woman in her 20s or a male in his 50s. They call it analysis, not recognition. Just a play on words to get people to accept this. I won't be buying a soda out of a Walgreens fridge in for the rest of my days. Anyway, no. there it is. And the Department of Homeland Security is seeking to implement invasive face, tech, uh, face scanning technology before you board your next flight. Uh, you know, facial recognition has become the golden goose for law enforcement agencies all around the world. They're using it constantly. And in the United States, few are as eager as the Department of Homeland Security to do just that. So American airports are currently being used as laboratories for a new tool that would automatically scan your face and confirm your identity with U.S. Customs and Border Protection. As you prepare to board a flight, despite the near-unanimous objections from privacy advocates and civil libertarians who call such scans invasive and pointless. Well, according to a new report on the Biometric Entry Exit Program, the Biometric Entry Exit Program says it all. Uh, by Department of Homeland Security, we can add another j objection to that list, which I, fi I, <laughs> I can hardly find uh, 
a reason to add it to such an important list, one which would rule it out entirely, but the article says your flight could be late. It will slow down everything. Now, according to this report, published by Homeland Security Office of the Inspector General, uh, the report is supportive in its evaluation of airport-based biometric surveillance. Of course it is. The The computer will detect your face and pair it with everything else they have in their system. But the agency notes that there is a hurdle uh, that might include the frustration of passengers because and airlines because airlines insist that DHS allow their passengers to depart on time. This irritates the Homeland Security Office. But the report ends up concluding that uh, these obstacles uh, really don't matter all that much. Uh, they say that Uh, law enforcement mechanisms or backup procedures must be in place to prevent airlines from bypassing biometric processing prior to flight boarding because actually it doesn't really matter if people are late. We want to do it. So there it is. Uh And (laughs) Facebook technology. Oh, man, 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 man. How many of our listeners really use cell phones? I don't know. I would like to know. If you have a cell phone and you belong, or you are on Facebook, listen up. Facebook technology can turn the phone microphone on while you are watching advertisers, advertisements on television. But Facebook says they won't use this app. Now, Facebook has repeatedly denied tapping into phone microphones so that it can target its advertising. But just because it says it is doesn't mean it isn't. And just because it says it won't doesn't mean it can't. According to the Internet articles that I researched, Facebook has applied for a controversial patent for software that will allow smartphones to begin recording you when they hear secret messages hidden in television ads. Which means, folks, the microphones are listening all the time. As reported by the uh, periodical Mashable, the Internet site, Facebook could embed high-pitched audio signals in broadcast content that, while inaudible to humans, could be deciphered by smartphones, triggering those phones into recording background audio and sending it back to Facebook. So if you are watching television and an advertisement comes on, Facebook could get a recording of your response to that advertisement, assuming you respond at all and aren't just glazed over in front of the television set. Unsurprisingly, people are really worried about this patent, which essentially details invasive tech not unlike that used by Spanish Soccer League to spy on sports fans earlier in this year, and they did that. The Spanish soccer team uh, embedded cell phones uh, uh, in such a way that they were able to, the, the cell phones would turn on. First of all, let me just tell you, the cell phones had GPS tracking. It was an app that went with the soccer team. And so people that loaded that app, who were soccer, this soccer team lover, lovers, uh, on their cell phones, had this de- uh, device inside of it that would follow wherever they went. And if the people went to a bar or to a social club where there might have been uh, uh, Televisions where uh, the soccer team would be broadcasting the sports, 
the microphone would automatically turn on. And what were they looking for? They were looking to find uh, an illegal um, uh, broadcasting of their games. They were trying to track uh, the locations and the programs that people were listening to so that there would not be any copyright infringements on their broadcast. And they did this. They really did this. And so in a statement, the Facebook book vice president uh, told reporters that the patent had been filed, quote, to prevent aggression from other companies. And he said that patents tend to focus on future-looking technology that is often speculative in nature and could be commercialized by other companies. In other words, Facebook says it's doing doing it to protect you. Right. The vice president (laughs) says that the technology in the patent that they have applied for is not included in any of Facebook's products and never will be. So it's okay, according to them. They're just trying to protect us from other companies. But, you know, as much cover-up as Facebook has done over their webcams, their mics, it's not hard to see why some people might not believe them. So there it is. Beware of your cellular telephone for lots of reasons. Number one, they're hazardous to your health. And then they really have the potential to be incredibly invasive. All right, another, another story for you. Researchers have demonstrated that a laser can transmit an audible message to a person without any type of receiver equipment. The ability to send highly targeted audio signals over the air can be used to communicate across noisy rooms or warn individuals of a dangerous situation such as an active shooter. That's their published reason for developing this technology. Well, in the Optical Society Journal, researchers from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology's Lincoln Laboratory report using two different laser-based methods to transmit various tones, music, and recorded speech at a conversational volume. They tell us that, quote, our system can be used from some distance away to beam information directly to someone's ear. It is the first system that uses lasers that are fully safe for the eyes and skin to localize an audible signal to a particular person in any setting. In the lab, researchers showed that commercially available equipment can transmit sound to a person more than two and a half meters away at 60 decibels using the laser sweeping technique. They believe that the system could be easily scaled to longer distances. They also tested a traditional photoacoustic method that doesn't require sweeping the laser and encodes the audio message by modulating the power of the laser beam. Next, researchers plan to demonstrate the methods outdoors at longer ranges. They want this to become commercial technology. They say this has a lot of exciting possibilities. And we want to develop this communication technology in ways that are useful. Can you imagine the abuse (laughs) that will come from that? Can you imagine that? That is really out. That's the next level of mind control. Absolutely. What else can it be? Uh, Unbelievable. All right our last article on artificial intelligence, and our last article for this evening. 
Artificial intelligence has just discovered a new human species. Hmm. Well, it appears that archaeologists aren't even safe from the 21st century takeover. After an artificially intelligent algorithm traced a previously unknown human species using DNA from present-day Asian people. Now, you know, they're collecting DNA from everybody all over the world. And in your casual evening entertainment, you may note all of the ancestry-oriented uh, companies that want to collect your DNA so you could know where you came from. That is a very harmless uh, message, but there it is. People are turning in their DNA hand over fist. So anyway, they take this DNA, they gave it to a computer, and the computer traced their DNA, and this is what they came in, come up with. They said it's groundbreaking. Uh, they say that it, this research suggests the existence of a now-extinct mystery hominid, an interbred species of Neanderthals and Denisovians and crossbred with modern humans in Asia. This AI algorithm was developed by researchers at several European institutions using the DNA from modern-day people with Asian ancestry. This breakthrough marks the first time deep learning has, used, has been used to better understand human evolution, deep learning by artificial intelligence, and they say that this will add archaeologists to the growing list of soon-to-be defunct professions. Well, I think that's nonsense, but that's what it says. They go on to say, the study is paving the way for this technology to be applied in other questions in biology, genomics, modern DNA, and other uh, areas of science. Um, they say, until now, researchers have not been able to pinpoint this mysterious third connection, uh, the missing uh, ancestor of humanity. They say that the uh, AI algorithm can detect patterns from the nervous system of several different mammals and simulate the historic path of a person's ancestral makeup and evolution. This is according to a statement released by the Center for Genomic Regulation. Go. Uh, yeah. Go. All right, guys. All right. Let's listen to Confucius. Let's go back to some sanity. How about that? Okay. Confucius said, Our greatest glory is not in never falling, but in rising every time we fall. Well, that's Our really greatest good. glory is not in never falling, but in rising every time we fall. I have nothing to add to that, except for my heart to each one of yours. Much love. Have a beautiful week, everybody. And thank you, Ariel. Oh, thanks so much, Anastasia. Uh, it's very sobering. We're going to have to think about that for a while. Yeah, but, you know, um, it's just the way we, it is. You need but you've got to know yeah. it. got to yeah, know it. got to know what we're up against. Yeah, if you don't know, then you, know. you could be, you know, uh, invaded. We need, <laughs> so, we need thanks to be for soldiers for for uh, carbon-based life forms and spirit. Yes. that's what's being eliminated, So, or try, attempted to be. So let us live on close to the earth and close to our hearts and, above all, close to each other. That's the most important thing. The love word, that's the Absolutely. answer. Absolutely. The love yes. word. Okay. Thank you so much, Ariel. And thanks, Anastasia, for the Starseed News. We'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye-bye.
Okay. So, um, well, we have a lot of people on the switchboard tonight. So um, there's Lavendar, and let me uh, get your mic open. And then, Janet, I know you're here. There you are. Okay. Well, hello, Janet. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Ariel. It's such an honor and a privilege to be here with your, your audience. I'm grateful. Oh, well, we're glad to have you. And uh, Lavendar, I've got your mic open. You set to go? I'm set to go. All righty, take it away. Is there, Ariel, is there a buzz yes. happening from my line? No, no. Okay. Um, th- th- it was interference on Anastasia's line. Okay, um, all right. Okay, thanks. But it was coming and going, so I didn't interrupt her. Oh, okay. But, yeah, we're good now. We're good. Okay, okay, good. I thought it was my phone. Okay. No. <laughs> all right. So, Janet, welcome. I'm so glad that you were able to move on a dime and be our, our guest tonight. <laughs> Because we had a cancellation at the last minute, and you were there to, to help jump right on and be our guest. So thank you so much. My pleasure and honor. So <clears throat> tell us a little bit about your journey and, and, ha- <clears throat> and how you've uh, become a medical intuitive. Sure. Well, I, I had a fairly traditional path. I really didn't wake up until seven years ago, so my big awakening went in accessing my my intuitive abilities is more recent. I started out in community development in the Bay Area of California, where I grew up, went on to management consulting, got married, moved to Canada, uh, and worked independently, then joined the telephone company as a management trainer, eventually got tired of training managers, got frustrated and thought, I'd just like to get my hands on a bit of this company and see what I can do. So then I moved into the management ranks and uh, had uh, a number of years there doing all manner of different things, sales compensation and uh, asset management. And our family returned to the U.S. to live in Oregon, where I am now in 99. And there I returned to, again, to corporations, major public uh, high-tech corporations in financial leadership roles. Along the way, we had two kids, I had a miscarriage, and I had a lot of health issues uh, through a long period of my time with my lungs. Wow. So you've really experienced a lot of different things in your life. I have. And so then, what was uh, your wake-up call? My wake-up call was about 10 years ago. I developed chronic pain which was uh, in my hips, which was diagnosed as osteoarthritis. I was bone on bone, really couldn't take a walk anymore, climb stairs, do anything that was uh, work like that. I was in tremendous pain. So I had one hip, total hip replacement. I was only 54 years of age, which is kind of a crazy time in your life, uh, unless you've had some kind of major injury or something for, you know, such a debilitating situation. Um, and then major organization changes at work left me with the big job, but still feeling unfulfilled. So I raised my hand and I asked for a change. And the change I received was leaving the corporation five months later. So then I started focusing on my health and meditating, which was new for me, something I'd never done. And uh, focusing on what might come next because it life's an adventure and It felt like I was headed to something big. At the time, I thought it was another big corporate job, 
like a bigger, an even bigger job than I already had. Uh, but in the process, I remembered I could heal myself. That was kind of an aha <laughs> that came in. So then I started asking the universe for help and was guided step by step uh, with my intuition guiding me to, oh, eat this food. Oh, an email would come and I'd go, oh, I got to eliminate that from the, my diet. So I just kept asking questions and uh, finding that the universe and I trusted in that, that the universe would bring me answers to my questions. So I started, uh, as I started getting more intuition and intuitive information for myself about my body and what it needed, what happened was I then started receiving information for other people. I'd be standing in the line uh, with the grocery checker checking me out, and I'd didn't know how I did it at first, but I shifted my attention from me to their energy field. And all of a sudden, excuse me, <clears throat> I'll have a sip of water. All of a sudden, I'd start receiving information for another person. So I started playing with it, practicing and sharing it. And that was fun. And I found the more fun you're having with what you're doing with your, with your gifts the faster they expand. And so now my clear senses are all wide open. I receive information from my clients in words, images, channel messages from spirit. Uh, I feel their energy. I'm clairsentient. I can feel what's going on in their body. Uh, I can see images from past lives that created a trauma. And then I work with many forms of light and energy and beings in the other realms who I'm on a first name basis or a first energy basis with uh, a lot of different beings that have come forward and offered to support me. And I'm sure I, you know, before I incarnated, <laughs> I knew them all well uh, by name or by energy signature. And I know we've all worked together for millennia. Uh, but of course I had to awaken one by one to recognize their unique energy signature. So I'd know, and could discern when I'm calling on someone or a being, am I talking to who I think I'm talking to? So that's, um, that's a little bit about how things opened up for me. So as people progress through their awakening, how can they best address the physical issues that arise for them? Uh, so most of us are aware of our physical body, and we can hear our thoughts, and we can feel our emotions. Yet we're not usually so aware of energy trapped in our energy field, which may be related to other timelines or subconscious beliefs uh, that we hold in our field. So our bodies actually are a great gift because they act as our partner to lovingly get our attention, to become aware of some discordant energy that we need to focus on. So they present us with um, aches and pains to get our attention or some kind of a symptom. So if we only focus on trying to make the symptom go away, <laughs> as many of us go, oh, I don't like that. I've got a headache. I don't like a headache. You know, what can I take to make it go away? Um, and off we go seeking medical treatment, all focused on can you make this go away? Well, then we're actually missing the whole purpose of the energy and how it's presenting to us and what it's trying to reveal to us. And 
in fact, as we focus on trying to make it go away, we're now in resistance. And what we resist persists. What we focus on expands. So when we've got a health issue coming up, if our focus is on let's make this go away, this is not fun, I don't like this, then we actually are in counterproductive energy to what would be helpful. So instead, what do we need to do? We need to accept it, go into the energy, thank it for being there. Oh, thank you, headache. You know, thank you, ache. Thank you, pain, which I know is very difficult to do, particularly when the pain is excruciating. But really, if we can stop and just accept, okay, I'm feeling pain. There is something going on here I'm meant to learn more about. So if I can relax, get a little more quiet, slow down my breathing, uh, go within, and then start getting curious. And so asking questions of the body, like body, 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 what's this about? What's the message you have for me? Is there some emotion related to this pain that you would like me to feel so that I can release And if we get really quiet and ask our bodies, are you storing something in there? Often, then sadness will erupt. We'll feel it. We can cry it out. You can be your own energy worker. (laughs) So it's really a very powerful gift to have a body. And it enables us to become more aware of the complexity and all the layers and levels of our energy field You know, we have a physical body, we have an emotional layer, we have a mental layer where our thoughts and thinking goes, and then we have four or five or six or more other layers of energy even beyond that. And most of us are not able, when we start, to notice our energy. What we can focus on is the more tangible things, what we're thinking, how we feel, what's going on in our physical body. So it's a great it's a great facilitator as we learn to work with it to get to the root cause. So then what are we clearing? So what in, what's in there? What are we storing that our body might be trying to get our attention? Uh, traumas that from uh, or traumas are fearful moments from this life or any other timeline where in the moment when something happens that we're frightened of, we tend to go <gasps> and suck it in and we contract our energy field and pull our ribs in around our vital organs and pull our muscles in around our core to protect our physical, you know, heart and lungs and major organs. But what tends to happen is when the traumatic event is over, we don't go off into nature and breathe and relax and let go and shake out the fear. We just keep piling it on, storing it. So we may have layers and layers of fear stuck in our body. And then we wonder why we're not feeling courageous to move forward with something that we get a great inspiration, but we go to try to take some steps and we just find ourselves locked in fear. So that can be an example of what we might, might, what we might store. can also be from our ancestors. In fact, it is the combined energies passed down through cellular memory of our ancestors. So we are also here to get to the bottom of what our blessed ancestors didn't quite complete, didn't, didn't clear uh, from their bodies and to clear that on behalf of our ancestral lineage. And then also not 
not pass it down to our descendants as a result. So we have past life stuff on and off planet. We have ancestral stuff. And then we have this current timeline. And then I might add, there's all the things where we might connect into the collective, other people's fears, belief systems that are out there running in the collective. So all that for us to really raise our frequency come more into our presence, be better able to access our soul connection. We need to get it quiet inside and, and higher frequency, more open, lighter. So one by one, we, our body presents us with something. We clear it or an event happens in our life, like maybe for some of our listeners, someone very near to them may have passed away recently or passed over or had a traumatic experience, and that causes us to go deep, go within, and the grief that we're feeling as someone passes is not just for that one individual. We're clearing the grief of our ancestors and all of the stored grief from other timelines that we saved up to clear now, and when we get to the bottom of that, then uh, a chronic health condition can uh, deeply clear. So, Um, Janet, do you have any uh, examples of ancestral memory, people that have come to you that maybe you found out that they were suffering for something that maybe happened five centuries ago or or just sometime in the past? Do you have an example of something like that you could share with us? Yeah, you bet. Um, I had, in my own experience, when I was 21, I very suddenly, out of the blue, got pleurisy. One day I was healthy, the next day I had pleurisy. And my lungs, it was the lining around my lungs, hurt like the dickens. And I went to the doctor and he said, have you been sick? Have you been coughing? No, 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 no. One day I'm healthy, now I've got, you know, this pain. So he said, this is very strange. He said, this is pleurisy. It's an inflammation, infection in the lining around the lungs. It will run its course. There's nothing I can do. It's viral, the doctor said, nothing I could do. And uh, he said, but it's, it's a very old disease. So he says, it's really kind of curious. Well, about as fast as it came on, six weeks later, it just stopped. And in the meantime, I was pretty much laying in bed with great pain. Now, I didn't get any insight on that until six years ago, and I'll come to that in a minute. So when I started clearing my lungs, my own experience with lungs was uh, bronchitis, 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 year after year, long hacking coughs, pneumonia three, three times, lots of x-rays, lots of antibiotics. Uh, so I had a real lot of energy in my lungs. And lungs is where we store grief. So I started um, peeling the onion as I cleared and you know cried and realized, oh, I've got grief from a lot of things that happened in my life. So I let that go. But my guides led me through a process, which I teach in one of my programs, but I'll describe it briefly, which was to uh, go into a meditation and go sit on a bench in a clearing and wait for someone to show up with a message. And the first person in my mind's eye in this meditation who shows up is a young woman. And I get this download that she was 21. She was a mother of two young children and she got pleurisy and she died. And the two young and the two young children, there was no father, there was no one else to take care of these children. 
So as she was so ill, she stored the grief of leaving behind her two little babies with no one to care for them and no understanding of actually what would even happen with her babies. And those, she's an ancestor of mine. And those babies are living ancestor of mine somewhere up the line, um, you know, in the many trees and branches in our, our line, but she was somewhere in the 1700s. And so I said, okay, are you ready to let that go? And yeah, and she disappeared. And then I sat there and another fellow came forward and he looked like uh, dressed in the 1800s. He had sort of a tattered three-piece suit and he had a shotgun in his arm. And he sits down next to me and I get a download that he shot his brother. I'm shown that his brother was a farmer and um, his brother came to visit and ended up in bed with the fellow in the three-piece suit's wife. And the fellow in the three-piece suit with the shotgun came in, found him in bed, got his shotgun, shot them both. And now he had no wife, he had no brother, and he had tremendous grief. And later in life, he felt uh, deeply remorseful and regretful for what he had done. So I then asked him, would you like to release that? And held him in love, and he did. And I saw the two brothers come together in the afterlife and forgive each other and hug each other, and off they went, and so forth. So there were several like that. And what I learned was these were my ancestors. So their deep grief was passed down, passed down in cellular memory, and ultimately I ended up with very sick lungs, including the presentation of a disease, pleurisy, an experience in my lungs that had no known cause, no obvious trigger, and came miraculously and disappeared as, as in such a, a way as was complete mystery. And all I did was just go, well, move on. I'm better now. <laughs> but I didn't know what it was about until six years ago. Wow. that's So when you're helping other people like this, uh, do, do they find out this kind of information like what you found out about yourself? Yes. So if I'm working with someone in a one-to-one or in a group, um, in a group we go not as deep and not as long, but uh, in a one-to-one session, then we'll start with something that's going on in their health that they're curious about, want to dig into. We look at the energy. We start through the layers. What's ancestral? Let's clear that out first. What's past timeline? Uh, and then I help them listen for messages. So I'm always empowering people to use their intuitive abilities. I'll say, okay, you get quiet, I'll get quiet, and I'll help you. I hold the field that helps them receive more information. So then after we pause for a few minutes, I'll say, okay, well, what did you get? And they get maybe a picture or an insight or nothing, which is fine. And then I work with what I got and what the underlying emotion is. And we're able then to go pay attention to the energy, set the intention to clear it, release it. And usually by bringing something to our conscious attention, it's ready for release. So if we even have a hint or get an image, it is coming up because we're setting the intention to find the cause and release it. But I also work with many energies and uh, rays of light and energy techniques to accelerate it and make it uh, more lasting and more complete. 
So um, can you give us some examples of the root cause of energies behind a health issue? Yeah, you bet. Uh, just from my, my uh, work in the last week, for example, uh, I had a client who had red cheeks. And she said, well, what is this about this, this ruddiness in the cheeks? So I asked her, how long have you had this? And she said, well, really, you know, quite a while. And I said, can you tell me when it started? Was there something that happened right before? And she said, oh, because I said, I get this as shame. And it's something. So was there something that happened right before this about which you hold some embarrassment or shame? And she, you know, at that point, usually spirits getting me, you know, like a laser <laughs> right to the right to the issue. So she takes a big sigh and she says, well, yes, actually, I had been in a relationship for a number of years and the fellow cheated on her and the relationship broke up. But she felt ashamed of how the relationship had broke up and ashamed that she had been cheated on because she took it as meaning there was something wrong with her. So we dove into the, you know, unworthiness, unlovable, you know, why did you like the other woman better, that kind of thing. And I said, really, did you realize afterwards that you, it was a blessing that you weren't meant to be with that, that man any longer. And she said, Oh yeah, I get that now. So I said, so you both constructed, you know, you were going in different directions. You constructed an experience that also gave you this other experience of, of having shame and getting to the root cause of why, if, the, if a relationship breaks up, do we judge ourselves? Why do we do that to ourselves? Well, it's heartache, heartbreak, and, you know, not loving ourselves. Otherwise, we would go... It just wasn't meant to be for us to be together any longer, and I'm okay with that. And we would just release and move on without storing energy. But she did have some. So I helped her release it. She had some emotion move. Um, And so that's what was going on in the cheeks. And our cheeks, you know, when we get embarrassed, our cheeks flush. But in her case, they'd been bright, ready, ruddy for some time. And there was other things going on about toxicity in her body that her physical body needed more support too. So we also looked at that. Um, And I had another client uh, that I tuned into in a, in a group session. And as, as she simply asked her question, I could feel heaviness in her chest. I said, have you ever smoked? And she said, no. And I, and her, you know, how a person who smokes, how they sound, that their chest sounds very dense and heavy And uh, so then I tuned in and I got, oh, well, there was ancestral energies and grief. So I did a clearing in the group. And then more recently, uh, in the last week, I had a one-to-one with her. And she said she got a big clearing. Uh, The coughing had been her presenting symptom, had subsided a lot. But I said, well, there's still more. So we dove in and uh, worked deeply. And she was doing an awful lot of coughing in the clearing as well, but we were able to get more of that energy up and out. And she also had uh, ancestors who'd worked in mines, coal mining, among other kinds of things. Uh, the, there was a, a fear about suffocating from people that had been exposed to uh, dust levels so high that they couldn't breathe and, in fact, died. 
so all, all manner of interesting things. But by the end of the call, her voice was clear. Her lungs were open. She sounded completely different. And uh, we shifted lots of things uh, in the process. So it's always a journey. It's, everyone's different. We're such unique beings. We have such amazing lives everyone has lived and many lives <laughs> so it's always just fascinating so can you give us some tips or tools to share uh, to help people understand more about how the body is talking to them yes uh, so the first thing to do when the body gives you an ache or a pain is first off to not not go in as I said before the energy of I want to make this go away you know, just make the symptom go away. I don't have time for this. But rather to get quiet. And you can literally use that phrase, body, body, body. What am I meant to know about this? And move into the energy of curiosity, like childlike curiosity about this body, which is a partner of mine, and really is lovingly trying to get my attention and there's something about pain that if it's a small pain, sometimes we just push on. If the pain gets louder and busier, then it really does get our attention. So this is what our body's doing. So one is talk to your body. Start a dialogue. Uh, another is to journal. A lot of people are able to get information out of their higher selves and to hear it and see it by putting a piece of paper in front of them and asking questions. So, and to write things like, gee, I wonder if this has something to do with, and you just start writing all the different thoughts that come to mind. Just write as fast as you can so that you're not um, editing or thinking. You're just letting spontaneous writing come through is a great way to do it. Uh, to ask questions like, what happened right before this symptom first presented? Can I tune into was there an event? Uh, and then ask the, okay, how am I feeling about that event? Am I still upset about that event in some way? What am I thinking? What am I feeling? If I were to just allow myself to feel what I'm still holding and trying to push away, uh, a lot of things would clear because the body's just trying to say, hey, you're holding emotion about that event. So cry some tears. Uh, or go ahead and get angry, go outside and take a brisk walk and throw some rocks and, you know, get mad and get that energy out of your body. And that may be just all that's needed to get it to shift. And then, uh, so, so two, start a dialogue with your body. Definitely go into the energy of curiosity, journal with curiosity, and then a very powerful technique to use with light, which I believe um, many starseed listeners would know is the violet flame. So to bring the violet flame through your whole energy field. So I've got a pain and when I talk to my body, I'm not really maybe getting information about what it's about, or I have some hints, you know, and I can feel some emotion left over from something that happened before it started. But if I bring the violet flame, picture it like, uh, it's a it's a violet tornado and I stand in it and I let the violet flame go all through my body and I relax and I say I'm willing to release any stored emotion, any opinions I have about this, 
any ideas I have that I was a victim or someone else is to blame. And I just release it all and bring myself back to neutral and just let the violet flame do its work on you. Then everyone can be their own energy worker and find that they will feel much more calm and much more present and much quieter uh, after going through that. And if, if that doesn't completely uh, nip it in the bud, then that just means there's more information there. There's more to learn. There's more of a soul message yet to receive. And, uh, and so you just go a little deeper the next time or use some of the other techniques. All right. Sounds like a plan. So you consider yourself a starseed, right? Yes, ma'am. Well, I did your chart, and certainly you are one. And we had a, a very good talk about your star markings and why you're on the planet. And I'm really looking forward to uh, talking to you again uh, very soon. So let me uh, ask you this. When you were talking about the ancestors, um, how far back do you think ancestral memory can go? Have you well, have you had any thoughts about how far it can go? It can go a long ways. I've cleared... Um, sometimes I ask, you know, how many generations does back does this go? And I've had 66. I've had in the 30s specific things, so 15 generations, and I'm shown sort of the first occurrence in the family line where the energy started and got stuck, and then it might have been repeated for 15 generations. So it can be a really, really long ways back. And then also people may have had, well, that's ancestors, so that'll be on the earth plane uh, as humans or hybrid humans, as Anastasia was talking about. You know, the human race has intermingled with people, beings from other star systems over time. There's certainly evidence um, and information about how that uh, occurred at Stonehenge in in ceremonies and so forth. And um Anybody that thinks we're alone on the planet and nobody's ever landed here, <laughs> well, they may have their head uh, really far down in some mud. You know that they're that they're <laughs> not they're not uh, they're not choosing to be aware of the possibilities, which are uh, quite quite different than a lot of what we've been taught. Of course. Do you think also that there's been a program placed here by higher beings to? keep a lot of people from waking up to the truth about their existence. Do you think that's happening? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a heck of a lot easier. Um, you know, our DNA, we have 12 strands, and I do work also with activating all 12 strands. And some of that has been used because we are multidimensional. So even if we're not aware of it, we're still doing things together um, in with multidimensional awareness. But in order to get that hooked up with our lower self so that we're aware of what we're doing at these other levels, that needs more of our DNA to come online. So it is my uh, understanding, I've read it elsewhere, but it feels true that there was tinkering done with the DNA in order to disable the other the other strands, so the other 10 strands and the helix of all that, so that um, we remember that we our multidimensional abilities, our clairpathic 
you know, telepathic and clairsentient and clairaudient and clairvoyant abilities come online in a bigger way. So, yes, I, um, I think that there has intentionally been, you know, keep the people, keep them quiet, um, feed on fear, feed them fear and, and see if we can get it to grow <laughs> for, for whatever purposes that, you know, that, that group wanted that outcome. But as we know, star seeds are here, light workers are here. We've actually made an agreement, my understanding, every soul on the planet to now choose to either ascend or leave the planet. And so everybody's now having their own wake-up call. And sometimes that, that comes in interesting ways. <laughs> and that might be a lovely place to segue if you need to skip to the news. <laughs> well, I'm looking at the time, and, and I'd like to pass you over to my co-host, Ariel, at this time. She has the switchboard. So would you be able to talk to a few callers that want to call in and, and speak to you? I would love to, and we can do that at whatever is the perfect moment. And I would just ask that people would give me just their first name. I don't need more than that to anchor to their energy. And uh, location, that will help me also anchor a bit. And and okay. then just a simple question. And so okay, whenever so let me pass you over to Ariel. Ariel? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, and thank you so much, Janet, and we'll be talking later. Okay, bye-bye, thank, honey. Thank you, love and dar. Okay. <clears throat> well, we have had um, people lining up to talk to you, so um, we can just get going so that we hopefully can get everyone's questions uh, taken care of. So um, first off, you're going to be talking to Pat, and let me get the mic open. Hi, Pat. You're on the air with Janet Doer. Hi, Go ahead thank with your question. you. Thank you. Um, I'm in Connecticut. Um, I'm I don't, I'm going through a huge transformation and really trying to heal. And when you said fear on top of fear on top of fear on top of fear, that related to me. My life has been unbelievably difficult. And someone just told me I'm a three of diamonds, which is one of the hardest lives to come into. Um, I'm either can you see where I'm going? Am I feeling I'm sort of discouraged right now? Mm-hmm. Um, either that or if you want to talk about my health, either would be wonderful. So, Pat, what I'm guided to do is uh, just do a little energy work for just a couple minutes and help you lift out of your field some of that fear. So okay. you'll feel a little lighter and brighter and just release some of that trauma You are a very powerful soul, and people who choose very difficult lives, only we never choose more than we can handle, so you are capable of handling this, and there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and you already know that. You feel that in your heart. So right now, just breathe and relax, and it's lovely that you asked this question because the little energy work I'll do with you, everyone can benefit, so everyone who's listening now live or on the replay Just relax, feet flat on the floor, open your palms to receive, and close your eyes if you feel comfortable, and just put your attention as you breathe in through the mouth into the core of your being. Take a nice deep breath in, and hold it for just a minute, and look around in there, and hold compassion for yourself about all that you've been through, challenging difficult, fearful events and just 
hold that compassion for a minute. And then on the out breath, just let go like this. Ah, ah. I like to call it the Friday night sigh. You know, if you've had a really long week at the end of the week, we often just go, ah, out loud. And it's actually a powerful release technique. It calms the physical body down because the physical body hears your soul frequency. So in your own timing now, Pat, take another nice deep breath in, into the core of your being. Feel what's in there. Be present with yourself. And I'm going to work with the energy to help you lift and clear what you're storing. There's some energy in the heart, heartache, heartbreak. This has been challenging for you. But your guides would like you to know you're deeply loved. And this too will pass. And indeed, every the river of tears that have been cried and more that might want to still be cried is all perfect it's all part of clearing your emotional body of old news old energies old information doesn't have anything to do with this moment now and certainly does not um you know i see your future i just see bright light i just see you're moving off into this field of joy and the only thing that stops you from experiencing right now is you've got a little more house keeping to do a little more to feel, a little more to release. So when I was in the sobbing every day stage of my awakening, um, it did feel like a lot. It felt like a real lot. And I, I did know to just cry it out, call it a good cry. I've had a good cry. And then go do something that nurtures yourself, like sit outside with the sun somewhere, or for those of you who are in the, the deep freeze, sit at a window where at least the sun is coming through the window and you can absorb some of the sun's rays. Treat yourself really well with excellent food. Drink the very best water and listen to whatever you're called to. My voice, other people, healers on other summits to soothe yourself and you'll lift your frequency each day. Therefore, you'll release more, more quickly and you will get through it. I thought when I was in the midst of it, I didn't know what was going on some days. But I just yeah. trusted. I just trusted. You know, I had days when I was paranoid or and when I was releasing. I knew heavy metals were coming out. I could taste yeah. them in yeah. my mouth. And all that passes. And look, you know, I'm just shining light now. And this is where you're headed. You made me question. I've been so so down about and surprised about how my lack of self-esteem is so, so deep and hurts so much. And I think listening to you both made me think, well, maybe it's actually healing. Maybe yes. I've gone to the source yes. and I'm feeling that. It's, I'm so sad, you know, yeah. about my life. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so part of it, Pat, and for everyone listening, so thank you for much for being the first caller because that takes courage, number one. And you must have energetically really raised your hand high for Ariel to call on you. Um, But also to know that when we're releasing energy and emotion, we then hear um, belief systems coming out. And often it sounds like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know I was that down on myself. You know, no, 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 all this negative trash talk. Well, no, 
know that that is not how you believe yourself to be. That is something you stuck in your energy field some other yeah. time. Yeah. And it's just coming up to float away. So as okay. it floats away, you can just go, oh, good. I'm sure glad that belief system is leaving. I'm grateful. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure glad okay. this sadness is leaving. I'm grateful. And be gentle with yourself. Soak in Epsom salt. Use aromatherapy, essential oils, either diffusing them or rubbing them in your hands and breathing them to calm yourself. And, and listen to music. Wiggle wiggle around and dance, find happy mm-hmm. songs you like to, and move your body. All of that accelerates the releasing process. And you're doing excellent work. And I see your light, my dear. It's a great, big, huge lighthouse. So you're coming out the other side very soon. Mm-hmm. Thank you very, very much. Thank you again, Pat. Much appreciate love to you. that. But bless you both. Bless you all. Thank you. Okay, thanks for calling in, Pat. Bye-bye. Okay. You know, and you're right. um, A lot of the things that you say apply to so many people that um, even though you're talking to an individual, a lot of people can say, oh, me too. So uh, next you're going to be talking to Cindy. Let me get your mic open, sweetie. Okay, Cindy, you're on the air with Janet. Hi, Hi, Cindy. Go ahead. Cindy in Florida. Hi. All right, in Florida. Yes, I can. Yes. And what's your question? Uh, Well, first, I I have a question. Can I ask about my mother's health, or do you have to be talking to her directly? I could, but I would rather ask you how you're feeling about your mother's health, because we're better able to help other people we care about if we do our own work first. Okay. Um, I'm so, concerned about my mother's health. She's been yeah, having so, heart issues, and today she's been just sick and throwing up all day and not knowing why. And My sister just took her to the emergency room. Ah, uh, my dear. All right. Well, let me, first off, uh, in that situation, let me just immediately invoke Archangel Ma- um, ah, I'm hearing Michael so Archangel Michael uh, to assist her in clearing her field entirely of any energies that are not harmonious and I'm going to ask Archangel Raphael to work with her and her healing team for the very best possible outcome uh, they're not giving me any more specific information other than call in the big hitters to <laughs> to give her the maximum amount of health right now. And it's a reminder that the request for assistance must come from, from the realm where the assistance is required. So the angels cannot intervene without us asking. So the very most potent thing to do when we're concerned about a loved one's health is on their behalf call in the angels and ask for healing. So now let's come to you to check inside your body and just tell me where you feel the most amount of energy or a heaviness right now. And let me assist you. Um, heaviness in my Cindy, I didn't quite hear that. What did you say? 
heaviness in, in my chest and back area. Okay, perfect. So just put your attention in your chest. And are you open to receiving some healing support to release some of that heaviness? Yes. All right. So just breathe, sweetie. And just allow yourself to receive. So part of what you are doing uh, is you've pulled some of your mother's energy into your body. And so then you have symptoms and discomfort. And it actually doesn't help her heal. It just brings your frequency down and gives you a health issue. So are you willing to release her energy and back to her, but we've called in help for her? Yes. So you're not making her journey any heavier by releasing it. You're actually making it better because you're going to be able to hold a higher, clearer frequency. So when you're around her, she can tune her field up to yours. So you're helping her heal by keeping your field clear, bright, as light as you possibly can. So were you aware, do you think of yourself as being empathic and sensitive? Very much, yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. So in your attempt to support her, you kind of took some of her crud and sucked it into your heart, thinking that that would uh, offload her but it, it actually doesn't work that way. So are you ready to clear all the energy that you've pulled in of hers into your body? Yes. All right. I'm going to ask Archangel Michael to clear your field entirely. And again, for everybody listening, uh, a lot of us pulled stuff in from a, a parent, a mother or a father. You're listening. Just set your intention uh, that uh, which parent you want to focus on and Archangel Michael's healing will also apply to you. So if everyone would like to receive it so we can feel what it feels like to not uh, pull in things. Sometimes we pull in, uh, if, if we're not aware of it, we may pull in when a person's ill or earlier in life, mom and dad were under stress in different ways. And as a young, light, bright child, we think, well, I'll just try and heal that. You know, I'll pull some of their stuff in, but ultimately we end up heavy later in life and we didn't realize that we're now wearing dad sweaters and mom sweaters energetically and their beliefs and, um, and we're wondering why we feel so heavy. So just keep breathing, just keep allowing yourself to let go. So mom has had some heartache and heartbreak and that's partly what she's going through and clearing and Archangel Raphael will assist her with that. Um, and so check in now, just tune in to your heart space and see how it feels compared to when we started. It is feeling a lot more relaxed. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And you can be your best for your mom. You know, you may have decisions you have to make or you have to, you know, work with her caregivers and and help in ways. You'll be much better able to do that when you're in a state of calm and peace, even though it's an exciting and challenging situation. By staying in a peaceful state, you'll hear your guidance better and you'll remember to ask for help more 
whatever your mom needs, you can ask for that to be provided to her. Whatever you need, you can ask for that to be provided to you. So we don't make um, these challenging situations with our loved ones uh, as difficult as we do by thinking we have to carry it all ourselves. All right. Bless you, my dear. And thank you. Many blessings to your mother. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Okay. Cindy, thanks so much for calling. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Um, that was that was a good question. And next you will be talking to Nicole. So I'm getting the mic open, so hang on. Okay, Nicole, you're on the air with Janet. Hi, I'm Nicole from Binghamton. Hi, Nicole. Hi. What is your question? Go- How can I help you? My question was, um, or do you have any insights about my move or tomorrow when they're supposed to be fixing up the things? How? Uh, so I don't tend to do um, psychic stuff. I tend to stay in the present moment uh, of what's going on right now. So get in touch in your body and let your body show you how you're feeling right now about your move and events to unfold tomorrow. Can I ask a different question? uh, Yes, you can. um, I'm connected to this uh, send a master named Merlin. Yes. I connect, but I'll be talking, but not to him, but to someone else. And I can't get to him, and I don't know how to talk to him. All right, perfect. So how about we, yeah, you're, you're, you're connecting to a frequency which is not him. So let's clear that out of your field so you'll know that that's like a wrong number. <laughs> You've got the wrong phone number um, for Merlin. Now, Merlin uh, was a, an incarnation, some say mythical, I say for sure real, here on the earth plane of Master St. Germain. So mm-hmm. you might choose to just connect directly to Master St. Germain if you'd like. And I'll bring his, I'll invite him to come forward now so you can feel his energy. And so you really know who you're dealing with. And you can ask him to project also the very specific energies of, of Merlin. You want to feel that? Yeah. So that you'll recognize him. You'll know what his phone number is. You know, you'll feel his presence. So I'm going to ask, and I love to work with St. Germain. I work with St. Germain every day, every session in some way, personally, etc. And I also love the specific energy of the magic and miracles and the alchemical energy work of Merlin. So that's all super brilliant. So I'm going to ask now, and everybody can just sit quiet to receive, and imagine that someone, that Master St. Germain has just come up to your front door of your house or your apartment, whatever room you're in. And now I would like you to go to the door and say, who's there? So when a being approaches you, just like a human approaches you, we should ask them who's there. So I'd like everybody to listen now because we have specifically asked 
Master Saint Germain and specifically the Merlin energies to come forward. So imagine yourself now at the front door and hear hear a reply or see a symbol or get an image. Oh, I actually walked to the front door. All right. And feel the feel his energy so that you feel him there. And I'm asking him to intensify the experience for everyone of his energy so they really feel his presence, his essence. Uh, so each of you feels and comes to know Master Saint Germain and and his an aspect of him, the Merlin energies. All right, so just keep allowing yourself to feel. And I'm going to ask him to give everyone some form of symbol so that when you might see or hear that symbol, you will know that Master Saint Germain and particularly the aspect of Merlin is in your presence. So you recognize him when he approaches you. So everyone just allow yourself to see an image, a picture, or you might be a writer, any of you. So grab a pen and just scribble down a symbol that comes through your hand. And that might be the the code. It's like the knock-knock secret code (laughs) that should go along with, with his energy. Okay, Nicole, so have you do you have a sense now of the presence of Master Saint Germain? Yes. Okay, so now you're going to recognize him. So now when you go to invoke him to work with him, you invoke him by asking him to be present with you. Uh, some people say, do it out loud, say their name three times. Uh, it's not necessary, but it's different than just thinking of their name or speaking it in conversation, but not asking them to come forward. So talking about your experience with Master St. Germain, as opposed to saying, Master St. Germain, please be with me now. So everybody can do it in your own way. Whenever you set the intention to invoke them, make your intention clear. That's all. And then feel his presence. And just for safety, so that there's not an imposter Ask to be shown again the top secret symbol or your special knock-knock <laughs> so that you feel comfortable that you have, in fact, invoked who you think you've invoked. If you're ever not sure, uh, you can ask the being to, or a being ever approaches you, any of you, this is good for everybody, and you're not sure who they are, you always want to ask, who are you? What is your purpose? And And you can put a violet flame bonfire in front of you and ask them to step through the bonfire of violet flame. And if you see or feel or sense that they're doing that, they are of the highest light. And they'll be thrilled to jump into St. Germain's violet flame and be purified. And if they're not of the highest light, it would burn them up. So they won't do it and they'll just disappear. So that is a great way to know that you're, you know, who you're dealing with. The other thing, if you're ever feeling not quite sure or it's a new being you're working with, is to invoke Archangel Michael and have him surround you 
in protective light while you have your conversation. And if he, you know, says, no, you know, dismiss this one, order them away, then have him assist you with that so that we, we stay sure of who we're connecting with. So that was awesome. Thank you for asking that question. Now we've got you all hooked up. You could spend time with uh, an energy or space with, with Merlin at your pleasure. All right. Thanks. Thank you, my dear. Okay. Much love. Yeah, much love. Thanks so much for calling, Nicole. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was so so helpful. Um, I, I, you know about the put up the violet flame, and if they can't walk through it, then order them away. Yeah, they'll, because they'll, I mean, yeah, they will just be burnt up um, in the violet flame. It's purifying to the highest light. So if the being is not prepared to walk through that curtain of violet flame in front of you, then call in Michael and say, be gone and get him out of there. Cause you don't want to be messing with them. Yeah. That is so helpful because a lot of star seeds who are beginning to wake up and, you know, and, and beings are flocking, um, you know, just like uh, was it Whoopi Goldberg in the movie ghost. The minute she, <laughs> the minute she activated, she had, she had, astrals coming from every corner and um and it's so important um, yeah to, we to need verify to, you know you we know, need you gotta, yeah yeah check absolutely. id at the door absolutely <clears throat> so <laughs> our next caller has a a really good question and you'll be talking to marilyn let me get your mic open okay marilyn you're on the air with janet hi janet um, Hi, I'm in Hi, I'm in Colorado. Um, the reason I wanted to speak with you is I'm wondering about the root causes of dementia. My husband was just diagnosed with mild dementia, and I'm trying to understand um, those causes. Yeah, you bet. Um, so physically is a lot of it. Um, exposure to heavy metals accumulated from vaccines or environmental exposures, um, uh, being exposed to solvents in one's workplace or as a child, that can be a trigger. Um, Aluminum building up in the brain back in the days when we used uh, aluminum in baking powder and there was aluminum in deodorants and uh, aluminum cookware, all that stuff can get into the brain. So that's a good starting place. Um, Turmeric is our best, most helpful, very effective ally to remove aluminum from the brain. So taking turmeric capsules and cooking with turmeric, you always want to have, so turmeric or curry, curcumin, the active ingredient. You always want to combine your uh, turmeric with black pepper to get maximum absorption. So if you're cooking with it, you always want to get the black pepper grinder out and go to town. So um, that'll get the aluminum out of one's brain. There's studies out of uh, hospital in Japan where once they got patients using turmeric every day, taking good, goodly amounts of it, that within three months they had rapid uh, improvement in cognitive function and recognizing family members when they weren't before. So aluminum is a big deal. So turmeric is our friend. 
uh, heavy metals, okay. mer- mercury, and other toxins. Um, it feels like in his life he may have had some exposure to heavy metals. I don't know if he ever was near pesticides or or, or fertilizers. Kind of feels yes, like that in agriculture. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah, that felt like something going on there. So then I would get the book, The Medical Medium, and I would go to the chapter about heavy metal detox, page 265. So you can order the book on Amazon or Barnes & Noble and have it to your doorstep within 48 hours. Follow his protocol, and that will okay. start, start scrubbing the brain there. And then energetically, I would work on the physical first because that's the biggest factor. And then energetically, uh, often it might be that he had some trauma himself and he didn't want to remember. And so energetically, we might, you know, part of him might be shutting down to remembering something. And it might not even be this lifetime, it may be other timelines. So be sensitive to how, what does he want to remember, you know, and keep him in the joy. And there is a link between Alzheimer's, dementia, and oral health, oral health. So if there's gum disease or decline of the gums, that bacteria can actually be found in the brain. And it's not surprising you asked this question because yesterday I was guided to this information and I posted on my Facebook page, the intuitive nutritionista, some links to um, more about that. And a specific herbal supplement, which could be really good for building the the gums and the bones, and thus uh, also um, working on that bacteria and clearing out the brain as well. So that would okay. be what I would suggest as your starting points with him. Yeah, thank you so much. That's really helpful. I will go to your Facebook page and um, follow up. Um, this really sounds like, you know, we should investigate it. So thank you so much. Thanks, Marilyn. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks for calling in, sweetie. Bye. Bye. And it was a great question. Perfect, timely, very helpful for. Yeah, and so you just you just came across that yesterday. Yes, of course. Whenever <laughs> I get when this is what happens when I get information. If it's really interesting, I think I wonder who this is going to be for, and then within right. forty-eight hours, I'll need it for a client or this is perfect because then we get it on the recording. So, you know, for years, as people listen to this, this call, as they find it, uh, it may very well contain information that will help them. Excellent. So, um, okay. We haven't spoken to Mary yet, have we? No. Okay. So somehow, somehow Mary, your, your, uh, your place in line jumped up so i'm going to just get your mic open okay mary you are on the air with janet go ahead with your question yes hi thank you uh, hello janet hi um, i've <clears throat> i've had recurrent urinary tract infections for uh, off and on for about the past five years and okay. um, i also have ibs in addition and it's been very complicated, painful. I have tried many different approaches with varied specialists, uh, round and round. And antibiotics seems to seems to be the only thing they know, and uh, their little pain pills. But nothing. I've also tried a lot of uh, 
natural things as well that uh, a lot of people seem to get good results. And um, I'm still fighting it, and it's very painful. <laughs> yeah, my, my heart goes out to you. That's no fun. No. Uh, all right, let me tune in. Uh, in in one regard, I'm seeing crystals in your bladder, uh, not so much in the kidneys, but in the bladder, and the edges of the bladder look like they're a little hard and crusty. What, so, what do you do for something like that? Yes, you bet, my dear. So one of the oldest remedies from all time is helpful, and it's apple cider vinegar in water. Now, the reason why that's helpful is the crystals are calcium-based. And the apple cider vinegar has more magnesium in it. And that'll come and gradually wash over the crystals and melt things away. Um, I also have an MP3 called Bladderstone Buster that I offer as a gift. And so because you, Mary, called, if you come to my Facebook page and send me a message uh, and, and give me on your private message your email, I'll send you a free copy. And when I get my website up, this will be one of the gifts that everybody will be able to come and find as a free download. And energetically, what we store in our bladders is fear. And so if we've had fearful moments, and uh, we store fear in our bladder, then the body says, oh, I got I to gotta wrap that in something. So it accumulates calcium and makes little crystals, and it gets hard and crusty and uncomfortable. So, I relate, yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah. Um, we know for everybody could relate. If, if you're about to go in for an interview or you're about to make an important call and how we – suddenly feel urgency in our, you know, like I should go pee three times before taking this call. That's mm-hmm. fear. That's fear. And it triggers uh, the muscles and it triggers the whole region down there to contract. And if you've got a buildup of calcium stones, uh, calcium crustiness, I shall call it. So mm-hmm. one of the ways also was, were you a big milk um, and cheese eater in life? Uh, I I drink some milk, but I am a big cheese eater. Yes, I love cheese. So so that you know, so that you know, those foods are high in calcium and have virtually no magnesium in them. So you end up with a body that has way too much calcium, doesn't know what to do with it, and it starts putting it places. It puts it in our heart valve, uh, not valves, but coronaries you know it puts it in the veins and the arteries uh-huh. it puts it it puts it and causes bursitis we end up with calcium excess calcium all over our body so the answer my dear would be to release your love of cheese and let it go Even and, if and you would eat the lower fat cheese would that make a difference no um it won't because that it's the calcium that's in the protein it's not the fat that's the issue so as you, and, and, and this is a choice, right? This is a choice and you well, can. Well, then what about, I don't take supplements, but what about yeah. people who don't like milk and cheese and they take supplements? Well, then they're, they're generally, I can see in people's energy if they're taking calcium supplements because it'll come up in the reading. 
And then they're the same thing. We weren't meant to eat rocks. Plants are really good at getting calcium and magnesium and minerals out of the soil and Mm -hmm. turning it into salad and greens and plants. Uh, That's the food we're meant to eat. We're not meant to wait until plants die and then go mine the dirt and put rocks in our body. It's very, not very bioavailable. So when people are taking calcium supplements, they're loading their arteries, they're creating extra calcium in their bladder that can create stones, uh, bursitis, all different kinds of things. We can get more than enough calcium from eating a cup of greens every day. It's loaded with calcium. There is really no shortage of calcium. What we're not getting enough is enough magnesium. Okay, that would be enough for your bones if you have um, arthritis and things like that where you would need that for your bones. I know that for a while they were always saying you have to take calcium. Yes, exactly. And it's one of many minerals that we turn into bone, but Mm -hmm. we we get more than we need. What we need is magnesium and zinc and trace minerals like boron and selenium and they're, they're, it's a completely different recipe, and I do teach this because I also worked on getting my bone density improved. Yeah, so for you, my dear, get that get, the, get yeah. let go of the dairy when you're ready. Let go; it will help you heal. You'll feel better. Uh, get the apple cider vinegar in. And how more. much I be taking of that? Uh, I'm going to let you um, use your own judgment here because I don't prescribe. But, okay, you know, like, a, you know, you that. can read, you can read online, you know, apple cider vinegar, a tablespoon, two okay. tablespoons and a big glass of water is plenty. You get okay. a lot of, a lot of good new bacteria. So I would get on the probiotics, get more leafy greens, and then write to me and I'll let you uh, have a free copy of my MP3 so that you can start tuning into and realizing the fear and the energies you've been storing in there for a while and let them go. So now, will they see, I have to go for um, the uh, exam, the cystoscopy with the bladder in a hmm. few weeks. Will that show up on this kind of a test? I don't know. That's a very excellent question. So you can take my perceptions uh-huh. And you can tell them that you were told that the inside of your bladder lining is kind of hard and crusty, you know, not soft. It's supposed to be like a beautiful balloon, you know, a beautiful rubber balloon, a thick one uh-huh. that's soft and malleable. And then it can expand and hold urine until we're ready to relieve ourselves. And then it goes back down and it stays that way. Uh-huh. That's what that's healthy. And when you're in a state of distress, of course, it's not. And it's got bacteria and wrong microbiome and all kinds of things. So so that's as far as we can go here okay. now, Mary. Okay. Uh, I wrote you. everything down, and uh, I will have to um, message you and everything. And I do appreciate that information. And all the others, because everything, you can always pick up something on other calls as well. Yeah, bless, bless you. Thank you. And urinary tract infections is the number one most frequently occurring infection in the United States, like 80 million cases a year or something like that. So again, your question has been a blessing to all those who will listen so we can get more of this awareness uh, to more people. So thank you. Thank you, Janet. Okay. Thank you. All right. Good night. Thanks for calling Mary. Bye-bye. 
Okay. Well, uh, we might have to bend some time here because we've got 20 minutes and five people. So um, hopefully, <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll just we'll just ask for the highest and best outcome, and we'll see if these could be a little shorter. Okay. So you'll talk to Nanette from Arizona next. Get your mic open. Hi, Nanette. You're ready to go. Ask your question. Hi there. I Hi. had an uh, operation in 2013, and uh, the operation went well until they dropped the um, the packet. The what they took out, they dropped back in, and so I almost died that night. So they, um, I went into a coma. And um, what they dropped, I haven't been able to get rid of. And we found out that it was two bacteria that came out of the colon, I guess, where they, where they um, cut me. So it comes out under my breast and uh, the crease where my leg and my torso meets. And the odor is not pleasant. And I just don't know what to do about it, you know, to get rid okay, of it. Okay, hang on. Hang on, my dear. Let me just tune in and be still with this and... This is, of course, quite unique, so I want to see what I'm given. Uh, what I'm given is basically that we'll treat this like an energetic parasite. So would you like to just breathe and relax? And I'm calling forth Archangel Michael, Ashtar Command, uh, because interestingly enough, the the bacteria appears to be supported by off-planet energies. And I'm going to ask the Arcturians that I work with as well. So you just sit and relax and receive. Feel in great hands getting uh, the personal touch of these great beings. Uh, Michael will clear your field of any uh, energies, entities that are not for your highest good, that are earth plane based, that are within his beautiful and expansive realm of assistance. And Ashtar Command, I'm seeing like a a device in your body uh, that needs to be removed and traces back to off. So when I say a device, you can think of it as a gadget. You can also think of it as like a software bug in, in your computer system. So think of it as a software bug because I don't want anybody getting, you know, freaked out about devices. So how about we just think of it as a software bug? And Ashtar Command is going to uh, remove that because it's energy. And clear it, and I'm seeing him trace the origin of it to an off-planet source, and we'll allow him to address the controller of that software bug, like malware, like a virus that got loaded to your computer. So just take a nice deep breath, sweetheart. And now I'm asking for the Arcturians to give you a, specific healing you're going to get what's perfect for you and everyone else listening on this call will get their own custom designed energies for your specific situation so everyone should just hold an intention of one thing that you would like healing with assistance with and in your case it's the uh, the bacteria that we're addressing and so uh, just relax and receive. You can allow yourself to get quiet. I will for a minute. Oh, 
and the Pleiadians just came in as well, and they're running some energy through your field. And everyone who's listening or will listen on the replay, if you would like to receive this beautiful healing energy from the Pleiadians, everyone just give your consent, yes. And if you don't choose to receive it or any of the frequencies I've called forward, then, of course, you will not. Your higher self is in complete control. There's a lot of energy coming out of your midsection up your back and through your throat. You may notice uh, there's some fear coming out. And often the pathway for energy to leave our body is up through our throat and out of our mouth. So as we, when we're doing energy work, if we dip our chin just a little bit and allow our mouth to fall open, it just lets the energy come up and kind of fall out of our mouth faster gives it an exit. It's an exit portal. And I, I did some more light work also to assist you going back to the moment when the surgery was going on and, you know, things kind of went awry. I did some correction in that timeline. Thank you. All right, my dear. Uh, much you. love it to was, you. It was funny because I woke up out of the coma on the day of my birthday. I was born uh-huh. twice on the same day. Yes. I don't know what that means anything, but it was just weird. <laughs> no, wow. you got exact. You got exactly what it meant. <laughs> yeah. And also know that <laughs> you uh, you received a great blessing. So it feels like. It may feel like to you that you were a victim of the circumstance and, you know, kind of a strange course and somebody did something wrong, but mm-hmm. it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect because in that time that you were offline in a coma, you got an upgrade. And so watch for your, yes, your physical body now needs to adjust and clear this stuff. Um, and we've made a lot of progress here, but watch now your intuitive abilities are going to open much more quickly than you they otherwise could have if you did not have that experience and that birthday it was a second birthday uh, so god bless you on your journey continue thank to you ask so much for, for healing All of you do good work thank you so oh, much thank thank you and bless you and call for you and she, she's off now but for everyone call forward archangel Raphael every day uh, if you're going through something rather major and ask for assistance all right. Okay. Uh, um, okay. We are going to talk to uh, Donna. I think it's Hi, Donna. Donna. Um, and I, uh, for the for all the people that are waiting, we might not get through everyone. So um, you would always be able to contact Janet um, offline. So go ahead with your question. Is it Donna? It's Donna. Yes. Thank you. Hi, Janet. Okay. Hi, go Donna. Ahead. Um, Hi, I get, I'm very sensitive and I get uh, messages from my mother on the other side and I got one like six months ago that I was going to be rewarded. And then a week ago, I'm doing my daily meditation and a message came through very lovingly and it just filled up my whole body and said, it's coming soon. Hey. <laughs> so, oh, that's wonderful. Up on this. 
you know. Oh, uh, trust me. I'd like to. Huh? Trust yourself. You do not need to go to another person to know what's true for yeah. you. So trust yeah. yourself. Okay, yeah, I wanted trust. to ask you too about about my sleeping because I was on Ambien, worked for a while, then I quit it. Then I got on Benadryl, and then I started getting real. Oh, my eyes were so itchy and hurting in the morning, so I stopped right. that. And right. now I'm on deep sleep, which is natural, but then I take another one with uh, melatonin, and I'm having such vivid dreams the whole night. I don't know if they're real or not real. Should I eliminate the melatonin? Does that seem to do that? Is it the melatonin that gives you all the dreams? Um, so first off, I'd like you to notice that you're channeling your own answer. So if oh. you took your question and you took the question out of it, what you said was, should I quit the melatonin and does melatonin cause that? The way you worded the question is not an accident. So oh, if you question out of it, you said, I should quit the melatonin and melatonin is causing me to have, you know, kind of weird and, and vivid dreams. So you, you, my dear, have once again answered your own questions. And I, oh. <laughs> this, is, this is one of the things I, you know, it's a strong value of mine to empower people to realize that there's way more wisdom within us than we give ourselves credit for. Um, and we question and we ask outside of ourselves. But if you, if you sit and journal and write a whole lot of questions down, and then take the question out of everyone, you will have given yourself a treasure trove of, of guidance. So has that's that, your answer. Your Don't, experience, has yeah. that been your experience that melatonin will cause that kind of dreaming, though? I have had that experience personally. I've only tried melatonin twice. I tried it oh. once when I was going on a, an overnight flight to Europe, and I thought, well, good, if it'll put me out. And it was, it was very – I was not comfortable – Good melatonin, you know, our natural melatonin and what is the synthetic apparently behave quite differently in our body. So it wasn't for me. My son also tried it and he said, oh, no, didn't, you know, didn't like that experience. Now, um, I actually have a whole course on sleep. It's an interesting, complicated story. You know, there's a lot to learn. And we can have sleep curses have been placed on us in our energy field. And the fact that that just came out of my mouth may very well be um, important information for you. Um, They can be reversed. So if you want to send me a Facebook message, I will give you the options to get access to my course if it calls to you. I'm not here to sell, but to serve. So if, if you know, you can look at it and if it calls to you, I can make it available to you. But I would oh, suggest for you to clean up your diet, get the sugar and the uh-huh. carbs out, start soaking in Epsom salts, you know, foot bath okay. every day for 20 minutes and really work on getting the toxins out of your body. What I'm getting is your body's in a state of agitation. Do you also drink coffee? One cup a day. Okay. Um, so that's, you know, that's more in the range of, of, okay, if it's early, but I'm just getting your body is on hyper alert because there's just way too much going on. And so as you cleanse and purify your body, it will calm down. And I do teach, you know, good natural remedies that, that will help. 
uh, adaptogens and essential oils. But I also work in that in that program, which is recorded. I teach uh, people how to clear the energetics because often, you know, we've got something going on like something happened in another timeline and we don't want to fall asleep because that's when it happened in our sleep. And so, you know, there may be this deep fear or it may be a sleep curse. Um, There's just all kinds of fascinating things that can be underlying it. In your case, I think a lot of it is your body's on hyper alert because it's dirty. It really wants to get super squeaky clean, which means lots of green foods and eating brilliantly and walking in nature and helping your body calm down. Oh, that makes sense. I'm going to do that. Yeah, because I'm like 40 pounds overweight too. So, Mm. of course, you know, I haven't been eating the best. But, um, yeah, I'm going to try to change that all around. And I'll go on your Facebook page. Yeah, send me a message and I can reply. Send me a message with your email address so I can reply. Okay, and then how I go Janet, and then do I have your last name for Facebook or? For Facebook, go to the Intuitive Nutritionista. Okay, got it. Yeah, the Intuitive Nutritionista. Wonderful. And that and that website is there, but the Facebook page is the same name. You'll you'll find it easily, and uh, when you do a search. Okay. Got All right, it. blessings, my dear. I think we better try to get. One person more, or maybe we'll get two. Yeah. Thank All you right. so Thank much. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Bye bye. Okay. Thanks for calling, Donna. Bye bye. Sleep is sleep is another super super um, super question to have uh, shared with everybody. Uh, so I know a lot of people. So um, that, what I want to do right now <clears throat> is is put out there. Um, you're on Facebook, the Intuitive Nutritionista. And your website, which is um, being built right now, will have that same name. You can yes. find Janet uh, right away on Facebook and soon um, on her website, The Intuitive Nutritionist, Nutritionista. I love that, but it's hard to say it at first. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to make sure uh, and Ariel, how to get a hold of you. And if yeah. I might interject, so the the – website is on in construction behind the scenes but i've got one page up now and it is a free gift so if people go there and receive the free gift and get on my mailing list then you will hear from me uh when when i'm telling you about a website or uh, sorry uh, when my website launches yes but also tell the summits that i speak on programs that i have available so it's my way of keeping in touch with people who would like to follow my work. Uh, so I invite you to go to the website, go ahead and put your, your email address in. And I'm not a, I'm not a, a frequent emailer, just sporadic and uh, always with love. Great. Okay, so <laughs> we have five minutes and then they'll just take us off the air. So yeah. we have maybe one more that we can get in. And uh, this will be... This will be Janice. Okay, Janice, go ahead with your question. Oh, hi there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> about in last March, I suddenly started getting arthritis in my hands, which was weird. I mean, I am not young. <laughs> I'm in my 70s, but I've been holistic health and, you know, all the good foods, organic. But, um, and I mean, for years I had maybe a little thing on one of my thumb, you know, knuckles. But then, like all of a sudden, my other some other knuckles started 
getting um, inflamed, and it would seem very strange it would happen all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm listening, and I'm tuning in. Uh, what happened right before that? Well, I did have some antibiotics, unfortunately, <clears throat> which I hadn't had for years because uh, wow. I had some inflammation on the my elbow and the I had to have it drained. And of course, they said, "Oh my God, you got to have antibiotics because it could be, you know, this and that," which I didn't like. But I just took ten days of it. Yeah, what I just heard then was, yeah, you had a reaction to the antibiotics. It's what Susie Cohen writes about. So go to. Susie Cohen's website. Her name is S U Z Y C O H E N. She is uh-huh. in Colorado or Utah, somewhere in there. And mm. she and ask or on her website find the what does she call it? I got floxed, which is uh, a reaction, a, a counterproductive reaction to. Um, antibiotics, a class of antibiotics. So ciprofloxin and some of those different ones that end in flox can cause that, and there can be many other side effects. So read up on what she says about how to support yourself. And also I would invite you to ask Archangel Raphael to Mm -hmm. assist you in healing entirely and completely from that experience and to bring you all the energetic support, but also any information on the earth plane that would support you in getting your your body completely back in balance. Okay, great. She's the one who uh, also is about the thyroid, I think, Susie Cohen. She's a, a, a an amazing gift to the world. Yeah, she's I've heard about her. She's she's blog. She's so so helpful. She's I've got on my desk the book Drug Muggers, which is about mm. how different medications rob your body of different uh, different nutrients and what to do about it. You know what medications or you, do you need to supplement what with if you are need. So thank you very much. We managed Great. to get that thank in you. in record time. and and hold just hold the intention that your hands are comfortable uh flexible and know that this too will pass and has already passed oh thank you thank you so much all right bless you my dear okay thanks for calling janice bye-bye so uh, we just I just heard that the final warning <clears throat> for the show is coming to an end. And um, one person, Paulette, we didn't get to you, but please do um, get on uh, Janet's mailing list on the website, The Intuitive Nutritionista, and also on Facebook, and you can ask your question of her there. Because we yes, want you Paulette, to get the help I, that you called in for. Yes, um, just just. Make sure in your email message you say your name, and I will respond. Okay. All right. Well, Janet, this has just been chock full of helpful information, and and I think that we'll probably have to have you come back on. <laughs> I would <laughs> because love Because I think it. we just we just scratched the surface on what you have to offer and and uh, um, and teach everyone. So thank you so much for the work that you do for being on the planet, and uh, we're gonna. 
say goodnight now because they're going to cut us off if we don't. So thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you contact Janet on Facebook at the Intuitive Nutritionista, and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much. Thank thank you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com.